So welcome everybody to this week's episode of Cure for the Common Actor. I am your host, Christian DeMarais. Um, I've gone on a little bit of a hiatus here. Some um, guests I had lined up are traveling and booking things, which is great and awesome for them. Um, but it makes it uh, difficult to, you know, interview them. So it's a, it's a good, bad sort of situation. But that lends itself to my amazing guest being here today, who I love and who is fantastic. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and just uh, dive right into it and introduce him. So he and I went to grad school together. We weren't in the same class, but he was um, a year below me. And I always um, really was drawn to him in every performance he had and sort of like the emotional depth to what he brought to the work but also this this wisdom not only about you know acting but also just life that sort of breathed through all of his characters which i really appreciated um i can't look at you when i say this that's what it's, it's like it's it's Sorry, one of those things like, yeah exactly no it's 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 good um so yeah he graduated from nyu um grad acting in 2016 appeared in uh, Shakespeare in the Park in Troilus and Cressida. He's also done the mobile unit at the Public Theater. That was the Winter's Tale? Winter's Tale, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's also been Law and Order SVU. He's done, you know, a bunch of plays. And he most recently launched a new, um, his, his own brand. It's called Aurelian. Uh, it's a bunch of CBD-based products and, um... I'll let him go into that in more detail, and um, he just announced a really exciting partnership, which I want to talk to him about, too. So, without further ado, here's the man, the legend, Mr. Nick Hogue. Yeah. (laughs) As as I was saying when I walked in here, it's an honor to be on this. I've listened to every single one. Just too nice. As I was saying, it's a... I just love it. It's a great idea, and it's really useful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, because I also, like, don't know who... I know people listen to it, but I don't know, like, who listens to it. Yeah, can you see the numbers of people that listen to it? Okay, good. So, like, it's been a bunch... Initially, it was a bunch of people on SoundCloud, (laughs) just because that's the only platform it was available on. And now, um, it's since gone to, like, Spotify and iTunes a little bit, and it's just easier to access. But, um, yeah, you see people listen to it, and I don't know who. So, you're one of the first people who's probably listened to everyone that I can, like, talk to them about. And, like, you know... Love to get your feedback. I was so, I was like, telling people about it, the people that know you yeah. and who don't know you, saying, "Have you listened to it? You should." Yeah, I, I just, you know, as an actor, you feel really um, seen a lot of times by listening to these stories because some of these things that you feel that feel very specific and nuanced, like God, oh, nobody else feels that, and you hear somebody else go mm-hmm. through the exact same thing, you're like, "Oh my God, yeah, this is a very yeah," and that's you know. But- even for people that are experienced, like like yeah. you know, having like the Dana Ivies on and stuff, that, right. you know, that, 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 that there's still this sense of you know, you don't know what the hell you're doing for every, for every like, project. Yeah, it's, that's like comforting, but it's also terrifying. And they're yeah. like, oh, when you're that accomplished and you've been nominated for five Tonys, like it actually is harder or it's not easier at all. And just kind of this thing that never goes away. Yeah. Just sort of beautiful too. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so many things that I can talk to you about here that I have <clears> on. <throat> I kind of want to start out with, not acting stuff and sort of talk about um your talk about aurelian and sort of backtrack from there sort of that's what you're working on now and it's sort of at the forefront of uh everything of about your life and i kind of wanted to know first of all where that impetus came from um because it's really kind of grown so quickly and so fast and i know in like acting so often it's like in the industry at least it's like oh you do a little thing and then you like plant a lot of foundational whatever and it takes a while for those seeds to sort of grow into something but i'm interested to talk to you about how with a business how that's like different at least from the outside eye it feels like you launched it and it just like blew up yeah so i was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit more yeah so the impetus for starting aurelian is i mean not to get too deep but um i i suffered from panic attacks for like 10 years it started in my mid-20s when i was 26. i'll tell you the quick story i had like had a long night of drinking the night before mm. um woke up in the morning hung over drank two coffees one in the shower and felt my heart tighten up my breath Jesus. short i felt like i was gonna die I'd never experienced anything like it um 
it was super scary and embarrassing. I had a, a, a lady friend o over that I'd met the night before that sort of was there. And I said, I think, I don't remember, yeah, remember there was awesome. no towel in the shower. So I had to use the foot towel <laughs> like around my waist. And I went through a drop something wet, like looking terrible. I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. And she, of course, felt incredibly uncomfortable and right. proceeded to leave. Yeah. Anyway, I called my parents. They're on the way to Connecticut. Anyway, tried to exercise the feeling off. For about three days, it still kind of just was there. I said, "God, what what is going on?" I finally went to the doctor. Said, "Oh, you had a panic attack. Yes. Welcome to you know twenty percent yeah. of America." Yeah. So fast forward, you know, eight years having gone off sort of you know antidepressants and anxiety meds off and on to reasonable um, uh, efficacies, like reasonably what is the word uh, reasonably effective mm -hmm. therapy too. Um, and I discovered CBD about two years ago. Um, and immediately it sort of helped with a sense of ease and feelings of well-being. And I began to do more research about it. This began to discover like organically sourced um, yeah, yeah, CBD. No. By the way, CBD comes from hemp. It's one of the main compounds found in hemp mm -hmm. and it has many medicinal properties. When I say organic, I mean like organically sourced hemp. It came from clean soil and I felt the difference. Um, and then I started to see the market. I saw there was a sort of an opportunity to create a brand that felt more like a lifestyle and elevated, but also felt accessible to men too. There are a lot of these amazing female-led oh, cannabis yeah. brands that I was really inspired by. But I was sort of looking back to my experience when I was mm -hmm. 26 and saying, ah, I wish there was something like a natural solution, like for a brand for myself back then. So yeah. that's kind of how it started. And I went off and found a partner farm, actually in upstate New York, which is an organic um, hemp partner farm. And from there it went, you know, everything from like starting an LLC to meeting with a graphic designer, and then in January, January 1st, I launched the website, which I also built myself. And I mean, it was, a, it was you know, it was just learning all of it, which was really part of the fun of it. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting, too, because before we started recording, you were telling me, like, you don't really have any, like, experience with any of... I mean, you have, like, a lot of, a lot of like, uh, novice experience in a lot of different areas, whereas now it's... The, starting this business it asks you to be an expert in all of these areas yeah. and just kind of like throw yourself into it I'm wondering like how do you how do you just do that and be like you know what fuck it okay I have to be like a professional photographer today and tomorrow I have to like be like a professional like marketing associate for myself and like well I read a lot of entrepreneur books mm -hmm. on this journey that started in around August when I had this idea last August and what those, so many of those books have in common is people that, you know, can I curse on this? I just want to get Yeah, I've already okay. said like seven swear words. <laughs> okay. I mean, I thought it was a given. My instinct yeah. was to say who had no fucking idea what they were doing, yeah. you know, who yeah. just kind of, and it's just about just move forward and go. Right. I mean, yeah. um, I often think actually of Jim Calder's, go, you know, just like <laughs> go, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. And there is, a, there is something to that. Um, uh, I recently, I followed this one entrepreneur guy on Instagram and he basically said like everything I do I think is a mistake and sure, yeah. if I'm proved otherwise that's great and if not f screw right. it fuck yeah, it keep going yeah. and I thought that was such a liberating way to look at things so so you know it had to be of a certain quality but also there was such a, a, a sense among starting something like this and the things I was reading that you just got to go for it yeah that's so true and like in terms of what you're talking about with with Instagram and just like fucking going for it, um, you really, you know, in a way that's completely different than being an actor, you really have to connect yourself to your brand, especially because it is such a, like, like we were saying, it's almost a lifestyle. It's almost like a, um, it's really connected to even just you, like the tissue of who you are as a human being. And I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit and let me know, like, how is that different than, you know, acting? At least you get to be somebody else. You get to escape that a little bit. But you, like, you have to be an ambassador for this thing all the time, basically. Yeah. And you can turn it off and on, obviously, when you're posting and when you're not. But I'm wondering, like, how does that, how do you, how do, you do that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is something very personal about having, but it feels very much like, the way you present yourself as an actor that feels very personal, even though like the product, you know, isn't me. It, it has, you know, I believe in it and I share it with people. Um, I guess the real backbone of it is it a backbone of it is comes down to just really wanting to help 
people. Um, the most thrilling thing of this business so far um, has been when you know I get messages on Instagram or emails or reviews saying, "Oh my God, this this product has helped me so much." Whether it's people that you know couldn't sleep before, or weren't sleeping very well, or people that had really bad stress and anxiety. I mean, there are people that are rubbing it on topically mm-hmm. that have eczema all over their hands, and with two days, within That's two right. days, it's yeah. gone, and they've That's used. Right. Hydrocortisone cream for three years, sort of with mixed results. I mean, that stuff just kind of blows my mind, and uh, gives me all the, all the satisfaction one could want, uh, to be honest. So that's kind of the that's what sort of gets me up every morning and right, keeps me yeah. going. Because you know, it's like anything you get, you go through your ups and you also go through your downs too. And there's some days where you just feel like, oh, this is never going to work. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right, it becomes a grind. Eventually. Yeah, it becomes a grind. Like... There's yeah, there's certain days where it feels a little grindy. Um, you know, there's fun things about this business, about doing a business. Like, I personally love the creative stuff, like you know, doing the videos and the photography and talking to people and educating. But you know, there's also all the number crunching and filing for an LLC and like, also in the cannabis space because you know hemp is considered cannabis. Mm-hmm. I have to go through a specific payment processor, which charges me an exorbitant yeah. amount oh, per transaction. Yeah. My payment processor is now getting out, so I have to now incorporate in the UK to get a bank out there. There's certain things of being in the cannabis space that are real headache. But are there any like stigmas surrounding <clears throat> you know being in the cannabis space and having to like put yourself out there in such a way that like you found people either respond to negatively or even positively within um, you know. Whether that be like auditioning or within the theater community or within people you know from school or shit like that, like does that ever play into sort of how you market it, how you put yourself out there, if at all? No, I haven't really combined the two. I haven't yeah. really dealt with any. Um, well, that's I good. Think, I think for the most part, people are interested in it. Obviously, because yeah. CBD has become such a sort of you know uh, kind of word in our culture now that right. people are interested in. Um, there's still a lot of misunderstanding about it. I mean, the number one question I get asked from people like, oh, am I going you know, am I going to get high off this? Am I going to get, you know, cause I've had bad experiences in the past of getting anxious and stuff. It's like, these are completely different things. Yeah. Um, and sort of clearing that up, but no, I haven't really noticed that too much. Uh, f- the great thing actually about being part of this industry, especially here in New York is everyone is so new. I mean, when I go to these oh, yeah. networking events or, 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 you know, cannabis talks, all the companies there, whether they're other brands or consulting brands or, or social activism brands around cannabis, have all launched in the last six months to a year. So we're all sort of very new and kind of helping each other out, which is, you know, a pretty special thing, especially in a city like New York where that's not always the case. Right. And like, it's like you yeah, know, let me help you out with my competitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no. Um, there's not as many. I mean, obviously, there are a bunch of obstacles you have to go through, but in terms of you being able to communicate like directly with your consumer base, there aren't like a lot of um, guardrails to be able to like deliver exactly what you want in the way in which you want to deliver it and sort of like have that agency, have that control over it. Um, do you find... Are you talking about as an actor? Well, no, I'm talking about um, in terms of your business specifically. Oh, okay. Because that obviously doesn't happen as an actor, I feel like, unless you're the writer, director, and producer, or whatever, right. that is, um, doesn't really happen that much. But that's what's interesting about it to me is like you honing in on the creative side of your business also and seeing that as a creative outlet. Can you talk a little bit more about how that's let you like explore your creative side while also, you know, being able to support yourself financially and stuff yeah. like that? I mean, the whole thing has been so empowering on a personal level to yeah. be able to wake up every morning and not have enough time in the day to get stuff, right. all the stuff you want to do. And for the most yeah, part, stuff so that you're exciting about that you've built, um, that's thrilling. Yeah. And uh, particularly when you come from, you know, what you came from before as an actor, I mean, I, I suddenly realized like, oh, this is what like the average person who has a job, like right. every day they have like these things to do. <laughs> Granted, some people <laughs> don't like their job, but they still have that kind of purpose. And like, yeah, I have yeah. to do these things. And I found that for myself to be a huge uh, sort of game changer mm-hmm. just being a kind of consistently positive, happy human being for the yeah, most part. And yeah. you realize, I guess, how much uh, having not a routine but a sense of purpose mm-hmm. is a big part of uh, being a, a person, 
Uh, yeah, responsibilities, people depending on you, so, like feeling... Yeah, so this thing has been super empowering, and I think it, it came from a sense of feeling unempowered, you know, a lot of time as an actor, and, and sort of relying on other people, like agents, etc., to, yeah. to get you opportunities, and then once you get in the room, the casting directors and the directors, and, and this is all about... Uh, all about you, you can just make it happen you can work as hard or as not hard as you want each day and off yeah. you go and, and that's like, you know the input equals a specific amount of output it's, it's like directly correlated which is yeah absolutely is nice um but yeah with regards to creative stuff like like i said doing the photography and uh and uh and the vi- some of the videos i'm doing but you know the other thing and this does relate to acting i've thought a lot about this is uh talking to people one-on-one, getting in front of groups and talking to people. You know, as actors, because we hang out with other actors and people are, are generally very expressive and open, mm-hmm. they communicate well, you assume that everyone's like that. Right. I've it's... been to so many, I mean, I'm sure you have this with your, um, you know, your day job stuff too. You know, I, I've been to so many events where you see these like really accomplished people that have, you know, PhDs from so-and-so and yeah. they obviously make a lot of money and they're head of so-and-so consultant agency they came from a whole background of stuff and you know they get in front of people and they talk for 20 minutes and you just you have no fucking idea what it is they do um whether it's they're mumbling or they don't really articulate themselves well or they're pacing because they're nervous or they just you just don't get a sense and so the idea of being able i think to communicate clearly and well is something that's a real skill and for that i'm really thankful for you know for the training um because i think it really pays dividends in in being able to, you know, do this job well. Yeah, and sort of before we go into that, there's one thing I wanted to go back to. Um, you were saying you had like a bunch of panic attacks when you were, well, in your 20s and sort of you went, you did some therapy, you did some, um, you know, other uh, medicine that, that, that may have may have helped or hurt it and, and you sort of like... Um, incorporated that into part of part of dealing with with that issue and i'm kind of wondering i i uh you know have never been on on antidepressants or like um how does being altered um whether it is by your choice or against your choice and it's being like assigned or um given to you by a doctor how does that like sort of alter your mindset and how you view the world and relate yourself to the world? And how does something like uh, CBD and how, how does it differ? Because I do feel like I know some actors who have to take medication as part of their treatment and it really like affects them and doesn't let them like be themselves and it's like a whole mental health thing um that's why i was kind of like tiptoeing around it but i i just feel like it's really difficult to want to try and like you know treat yourself quote unquote but also be yourself and i'm wondering what is the go between for that and what's your experience with that i should preface this by saying as a as a business owner, this is no way, shape, or form. I'm not a doctor, and you should consult mm. your physician before you decide no, to get no, on no. or off antidepressants. But no, in my no, experience, no. Um, you know, I had some good experience on on antidepressants, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm open about it. I mean, I took a very low dose of, of Prozac, so it wasn't like yeah. I was. I didn't have any side effects of like weight gain or sexual things. It was yeah. it was just a way to kind of get over some humps sometimes, and sure. I would sort of go off and on it. And what I sort of recognized was that sort of be on it for a year and be feeling good, get off it. And then about a year and a half, two years later, it's sort of those, the panic would kind of creep back. Yeah. I was explained to my doctor that sometimes there's these little chemical imbalances in your brain that sometimes these meds help rebalance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so my experience was, was positive for the most part, but I think there is always that sense of like wondering of like, sure. oh, is this numbing some things that could be helpful for my art or just for myself? Yeah. Um, and you know, I think for some people, including myself, sometimes there's just like I don't like I don't want to be on anything. You know, I just want to I don't like, want to be on anything. Live your life. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's what's nice about the 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 CBD is that it's 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 natural. And you know, we you used to need, we used right? to get more CBD in our diets back in the day because yeah. before hemp was made illegal, you know, animals would graze on hemp. So when you ate food or drank milk or you'd get you get CBD and those other cannabinoids. Yeah, um, so it, you know, I try to tell people that CBD is almost 
almost like a like a, the way you take a, a vitamin or eat a, or eat you know a good balanced uh, diet. Yeah. Uh, I won't bore everybody with how it works in our body, but you can look it up. It works in a really interesting way with our endocannabinoid system that we're only starting to learn about now. So it's not, there's real kind of science behind how these cannabinoids, one of them being CBD, work and balance our our, our bodies and our, and our minds. Oh, sure. I mean, I imagine, it, I, I'm not a scientist by any means either, but like, it's the same thing as like releasing endorphins. People do totally. different things to release endorphins, whether that be you know, sports or act or, you know, um, get massages or whatever. And it's, it's, I think that's, what's beautiful about it. Like the, the end result is all the same, but it's just kind of like how you get there is different. And yeah, I think absolutely. Like that says a lot about the person too, is the way in which they, they get there. Um, and one thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about too, of like with, you know, this thriving element of your life and, and um, your business um, savvy and, and developing that out, how does that affect any sort of outlook on what you want to do as an actor or, you know, you, you have an MFA um, <clears throat> in acting and is it like a thing of you're like, oh, that isn't really of interest to me as the way in the way that it used to be or is just kind of like it'll happen when it happens or are you still actively like really making that a priority in your life or is it just and how how does success in one area affect success in the other right now i'm not making a priority because i'm just so busy with the yeah. business yeah. so i'm the only person behind it and it just takes up my whole day um i do voiceover stuff that's mm-hmm. the only thing i've been been doing which i really enjoy and you can kind of do auditions from home and yeah, stuff so um, but I like to leave every door open, you know, like I, I still really uh, appreciate acting and appreciate um, the thrill of doing it and telling stories. Uh, in terms of how the two worlds kind of collide, I've been thinking a lot about the work that um, the mobile unit does mm-hmm. um, and visiting those correctional facilities and doing those plays for those three weeks and how, what an amazing experience that was. Um, and then one of the next stages for my business is looking at how to reach out to those, many of the communities that have been affected by the decades war um, on drugs, uh, unfairly and persecuted. And and I don't know how Aurelian's gonna fit in that yet, because um, we don't have any employees yet, because mm-hmm. one of the things would be like to employ many of those people, but yeah. I don't have that, I don't have those kind of funds yet. But, but somehow, some community outreach mm-hmm. um, related to that. So I kind of, th- that was an inspiration that came from from the work of doing it with the public theater and sort of relating that to somehow yeah. in the cannabis space. Um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of acting, now I've really kind of it's sort of just taken a back seat because the last thing I want also is kind of do two things in a half-hearted yeah, way and yeah. then be left with um, this is you know kind of gaining some come some steam now. So I I, I, I require yeah. it you know requires my time. So but that's good and you know also taking time away also is is helpful sometimes and it might um you know allow you to explore it differently moving forward and um one thing we were talking about that relates is that um which we're just saying before we started the podcast is i've learned definitely the power of social media which you know i'm a little late to the game i was i'm never i was never big into instagram or creating you know doing much on my personal instagram but obviously with the brand i had to do it from the beginning and kept on a strict schedule of posting every day and and actually became kind of fun and you can create like a really artistic looking feed with Mm -hmm. a combination of beautiful images but also really solid information about the product and the industry and just the amount of opportunities that have come strictly from social media. Yeah, uh, that's what you're saying. But you know, and so I was thinking about that with regards to being an actor and, and thinking. I mean, we, we hear this all the time in you know acting business classes, like thinking of yourself as a brand. Mm-hmm. And I definitely understand that now better. Yeah, um, like literally thinking of yourself as an actor as a brand. Um, and so sometimes I look back and be like, man, I wish I would have kind of created more of an. Uh, sort of an Instagram presence that is more of a sense of a point of view and because who knows what what would have happened yeah maybe not for like a fellow business owner but for transferring what you've learned from your Aurelian brand page to let's say an actor who's looking to do the same thing like what advice like what what have you learned that would be most transferable do you think I think I think we live in a in an age now where people are 
somehow really interested in seeing how you go about your day and a sense of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get more into that with uh, the Aurelian brand too and like looking at the camera and talking about like where we're going to now. But people seem to really respond to that even though it feels cringeworthy the first few times you do that. Yeah. But um, I don't know, just sort of documenting those things. I mean, it, it sounds a little sort of... I, I, I still kind of... You know, get a little tweaked out when I think sure. about it, but literally like documenting mm-hmm. your day uh, and sharing a lot of that. Uh, you know, I, I think back to like when I was doing, um, uh, you know, the 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 Winter's Tale at the mobile unit, like showing people that have never acted before, like, oh, this is what a fitting looks like, and yeah. this is what a rehearsal room looks like, and oh, here's backstage, and I mean, obviously not right before you're about to go on, but giving a giving people a sense of that world. Yeah. Uh, Again, this is not something that I uh, gravitate towards, but that's that's what I've learned, and and that's what people seem to gravitate that people want to seem to enjoy to want to watch and learn about. Does it get easier, and do you get <laughs> left less like self conscious about the whole thing as um, you go? Or you just kind yeah, of it, it definitely gets a little easier. I still, as a human being, find the whole thing a little absurd, sure. and I think that. You know, sometimes I think we'll look back in 20 years and be like, God, how, how ridiculous the, is that yeah. is this? I mean, also just the amount of, you know, the amount of like vanity that's on Instagram, the amount oh, of yeah. just duck face and chiseled abs and literally people who have pages that are just dedicated to just themselves looking a certain way and they have hundreds of thousands of followers. And they have these like studios now that you can go in and they look like you're on a private jet. Right, not exactly. I mean, I don't think that's a great uh, sort of example of our of our culture and our <laughs> world but that just seems to be kind of a popular thing so yeah. so it's a two-sided coin for me yeah um so yeah in, in terms but one, of- one thing i do will say though is i always remind myself when i'm when i'm doing in uh in social media stuff for my brand is always trying to think about bringing value sure to the people whether just that that helps like yeah. how can I help people with this post whether it's giving them some information whether it's an inspirational photo yeah, um, whatever it is and so always kind of thinking about like this is for them this is for other people it's not for you and that that's sure, a helpful sure. that's a helpful kind of way to go about yeah just it. to put that lens on it then it feels Absolutely. less like self-serving exactly yeah I think that's that's huge and in in terms of like um, things taking you away from acting things you know <clears throat> other that you're pursuing you know you and i actually share this this thing and that we've we've both gone to a different grad school before we went to nyu grad acting and i was you took much more time off and i kind of wanted to talk about that too of like the journey from you know getting into this great school and you know going for a year and then venturing away from it taking time off and then sort of what the um, inspiration was behind coming back to it and finding it again and kind of what that journey was yeah so i went to yale drama school right after undergrad uh it was the second year that ron van lu was there um and i had i had i had an audition and i sort of surprised i got in and so i went and i was really thrilled i think part of the reason why i left is because I think I was just a little impatient mm-hmm. and young and kind of naive about how difficult it really was out here. I think it was a mistake to go right from undergrad. Um, you know, to be honest, I, and this is the way I felt at NYU too, I thought some of it was bullshit. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't be, uh, I have to be you know, I'm being honest. Like, no, I you, thought some yeah, of it was bullshit. Goal. Yeah, you have uh, to be. And so I think that being like, uh, 22 year old and being a little cocky and naive so oh, fuck it I'm getting that. out of here yeah, yeah, exactly. looking back I think I wish I would have finished it because mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about finishing the things you start yeah. in life and letting the universe kind of guide you in a way even if it feels really wrong in the moment sometimes mm-hmm. but uh, yeah and then I went um, <clears throat> and I did a little bit of acting and I played music for about six years and you know wore jeans that were far too tight and had a really <laughs> awkward looking haircut um and then i don't know i think there was i don't know what got me back into it i just i think there was this desire of wanting to finish what i had started oh sure and there's always been this desire to to want to 
communicate and tell stories and be of service in that way. And I think once I was done playing music, the band had disbanded. I was, I really missed performing. Um, and so kind of on a whim, I, I went to this studio in New York called the Maggie Flanagan Studio and did a few months there. And I just, man, I got so into it. And I just, and decided to apply to grad school and worked on the monologues and, and there we go. There you go. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of what kind of brought it back. Yeah, I'm. I definitely had thoughts the first year, and I'm like, "Oh God, what the fuck have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think everybody it's, has those. Well, it's it's also one of those things too of like you'd uh, kind of gone and lived a little bit of life, and you're like an adult, and you you know, it's hard to sort of go back and humble yourself and yeah. just you know be like I'm here to learn and I know nothing and whatever when you clearly have and you've accomplished things out in the real world too um, which is something like I think when you don't have the perspective when you're 22 23 of like living on your own yeah totally it's uh, it's hard right I'd imagine I, I you know yeah. it's like I, I would think if I went to school now back to school to like be an actor you know, I, I, I've had the experience before, so I'm sure it's just different, but I couldn't imagine, like, it'd be really hard to, to do that, of, like, devote six days a week, you know, 10 a.m. to, yeah. like, 10.30 p.m. at night. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just like... Yeah, there was... I, I remember, actually, the other factor that had me leaving Yale is I remember I was dating someone at the time who was kind of a successful actor and came from a family of actors who were very... Uh, you know, well-known and famous. And so I, I had that kind of influence yeah. also in my ear, like, you don't really need to do this. And, but that was also coming from people that, so that, that I mean, I think that definitely influenced me as a 22 year old, uh, which was kind of a shame, but yeah. that, that was definitely part of it. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of going through this. I have a yeah, yeah. whole list of fucking shit <clears throat> I ask you here. Um, and, <sighs> Yeah, so the what what do you like about um, you talk a little bit about like risk and doing things that are atypical. Um, what about that is is like very pertinent? It has always been pertinent in your life and. Why do you think that makes you a successful actor, and why do you think that makes you a successful uh, business person? That that atypical, because um, I feel like y you also say that you hate the lack of stability and lack of control. Yeah, it's, it's but that you interesting want, dichotomy. Yeah. yeah, that risk. And well, first of all, I don't consider yeah. myself a successful actor or a successful businessman <laughs> oh, come yet. On, Both are in process, but. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, I, I definitely, you know, my dad was a journalist um, oh, yeah. growing up, and he, that life, at least back then, was very much about service and telling the story. He didn't really get paid that much. It wasn't about money, or it was about telling the story, and and uh, there was a human connection to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I sort of grew up with that kind of sense of like having. The sense of honor behind what you did. Sure. So I think that sort of had an influence on it. Um, I guess it's just like my DNA, I guess. But yeah, it's interesting that the same things that attract you, attract me to, 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 to acting, the, 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 the risk of it, the fact that it's atypical, is actually are also the same things that become frustrating about it. Like that it is freaking scary and that it does produce anxiety and that it is it is risky and it is atypical. Right. And, and it's and it's, it's like I just want to go to a job every day and have a salary and and at the end of the day it's it's like it's interesting that it like it in and of itself is producing the thing that like you found a business upon this anxiety, yeah. right? Right. Um, that's interesting, yeah. Which yeah. is I didn't even never thought of that. Yeah, I I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I think it's it's I don't know if that feeds into uh Maybe I I wouldn't say you have like a love hate relationship, but but you have like a very like ebb and flow relationship with acting, where sometimes it's like a part of your life very intensively, and sometimes it's not. 
And I'm wondering how that coincides with like you dealing with anxiety. And I think you, there's part of the things that, that you find challenging that you want to conquer and sure. deal with. And yeah. I think that's a large part of it. Like not wanting to put it to bed, be like, I'm going to take this on head on. Yeah. And uh, I think that's part of the thrill and appeal I have to performing and acting that also comes sometimes drives me crazy. Uh, you know, I love the risk of it. I love the, the, I think, I think as actors, a lot of us are kind of adrenaline junkies a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's part of it. Um, and as I said, in, in, in that little sheet there, uh, I was, there was a sense of honor of being the person that gets up and is brave enough to, to get up there and tell these stories for the benefit of other people mm -hmm. to move them that might not have the you know the, the 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 desire or the talent or the you know the bravery to do it. And right. I, there was always something about academy that appealed to me about about that the idea of like almost being like a warrior. You go out there and you you do this noble thing and you don't get paid a lot for it, but when it's done well, it can be really really special. And we all know that feeling is. That that feeling is really special. I mean, I, I get I get a kick out of you know. I was talking to one of our friends who's a photographer, and he was talking about how much, how how good it feels to when he takes photographs and people really love them, and they say, "Wow, this oh, is a yeah. great photograph." It's, yeah. it's a similar gratification you get from doing a really great showdown. People come up and say, "Wow, that was so moving." Yeah. But it's not quite the same. I no. Think that no, no. one with acting, there's still that. It just takes an extra extra level. Because I think there's just more risk involved. You know, you jump off that sure. that proverbial cliff every time, and when it when it works out, when when you when you give people what you're there to give them, which is for me, you know, a sense of moving them and making mm -hmm. them. That's so thrilling. Yeah, and it's also um, so much of it too about like the places you've worked, like the public or whatever, is about bringing this to people who. Um, wouldn't even necessarily have the um, resources or given their circumstance in life, even like the knowledge that things like this do exist um, just because of the things that are holding them back in life or totally. the circumstances that they've um, found themselves in. And I think like that's definitely a great through line to sort of highlight is kind of what you're trying to do with your brand. And you mentioned this too about the, um, you know, mass incarcerations that happen based off of like ridiculous drug charges that people have to deal with just because of the color of their skin yeah. or whatever. And um, people are in jail for the same thing that out, people out in the real world are making millions of dollars exactly. a day for. It's, exactly. it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely insane. absurd. Um, but the, that that is kind <clears> of what you're keying into of like the nobility of that, of like sharing this thing that, some people don't even know exists and how it can help them, yeah, really. Absolutely. Like going into prisons and being like, hey, this is a thing. I don't know if you've... Because that's the great thing about the, the the mobile unit. I know I've talked about this a ton, but it's just because I've done it and it's amazing. Of Some people have never seen a play. Like they don't know what that is. Yeah. And it's... it's We take it for granted because we do it all the time. And, you know... Um, we're we're both like well off straight white dudes and, and yeah, right. you know life is not that difficult for either of us but that's something you just completely take for granted in terms of what it can offer someone in terms of where they are in their life it's amazing yeah absolutely so the other part i'm interested too i remember the f my first year at yale after learning um like some fitzmorris voice work which i thought was really a game changer yeah. like tremoring and just living in your body in a whole different mm -hmm. way. I think we've all experienced those moments in voice class where you just like you don't feel like you're gonna, you don't know if you're gonna, ready to laugh or cry or what. You just you've got so much kind of sensitivity going through you because there's so much breath going through you. I, I remember coming back home and wanting to show my parents that because I wanted them to feel that same thing. And sure. that's also another real interest. I really have an interest in eventually building this into sort of. Uh, very focused wellness retreats, like curated wellness retreats. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. both to community outreach ones, but also ones that that uh, you know incorporate um, some of these specific things. Whether one week can be like maybe a meditation workshop, or mm -hmm. one week can bring like a, a voice, speech, breath yeah. specialist, because yeah. it's something that we also take for granted. Most people have never lived in their body that way, and I right. think it'd be a really amazing thing for them to try it for a week. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyway, that's just a side little no, little no, segue no, to the whole like, Aurelian thing. That that's kind of one of the next steps as well. Is 
yeah. kind of curated retreats. And I think it relates to what we're talking about, the idea of taking these things that you experience and you enjoy as an actor mm-hmm. and bringing them into kind of this world. Yeah, and giving them to everyone and like yeah. letting everyone have access to them. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think there's something so beautiful about that. Um, what, yeah, what, one thing you, you, you keep like highlighting, I kind of want to just ask... <clears throat> Um, is like finishing things you started or feeling like you want to conquer things or whatever. Is there, I mean, I, I feel this way just maybe because I, I just turned 30 a little while ago, but in terms of like, what are things that you feel like you've left unfinished or that you like, whether it be regrets or things that you're still in the back of your head, you're like, I need to figure this out about whether it's your life or like career oriented or even relationship oriented. Like how long is, is this podcast? Dude, I, <laughs> I'm just like, cause you've said it like three or four times and I'm wondering, you know, the, the psychologist in me that took a few psychology classes in, in college, it's like, that seems to be a theme. So I just want to know what that's about. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, th- yeah, I mean, I, this goes back to like therapy and stuff. I think sometimes maybe there's, a weakness that comes at the end of things uh, or a oh, sure. self-doubt mm-hmm. or a questioning. Um, I think that's probably one of my weaknesses. Uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I definitely have a complicated mind. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend will often laugh at me and say, I'm so glad I don't have to live in your brain. <laughs> so complicated in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if I have some obsessive tendencies or what. But yeah, there's definitely, I think that's definitely a, a theme. Uh, the idea of just wanting to, like, yeah. I, I think some people have that. Like, that last little hump is somehow... I, I remember when I first went to therapy, and the therapist was a, a Freudian, and he told me a story about a young man he had who, and again, this is not what I deal with, but whose own father hadn't graduated college. And he, he was having such trouble finishing the last paper that would allow him to graduate from college. And I think, again, that goes back to the Freudian thing of not wanting to, you know, uh, outbest his father or something like that. Again, that, that, I'm not relating to my own experience, but the idea of like these weird things that prevent us sometimes from, I don't know, starting something or finishing something or, yeah. or in the middle or whatever it is. But... And the, and I always remember that story. That sort of reminds me of this. I, I can't remember what the quote is from, but somebody is talking about how like they're so nostalgic and they look back on their past with such high regard. But if you actually like transported them to that specific time, they're not enjoying that time period nearly enough as when they are in the future being nostalgic about that time. Yeah, period. totally. I was talking to my sister yesterday on the phone. We were talking about how sometimes it's more fun to plan vacations and imagine actually, what they're going to be like yeah. than actually being on them. Yeah. I think that's sort of similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so much of mental health and wellness is not only obviously taking care of yourself and you know, eating well and exercising, but it's also about whether it's writing things in your diary or writing things in your phone or writing things on the wall of, yeah. of statements that help kind of center you. Yeah. Uh, and... As I was walking here, I was thinking about one thing I think about, like the fact that if you look at what happened, came before us and what's coming after us, this is like a tiny nanosecond in the universe. And I find that actually liberating, you know, sometimes we take things so seriously and uh, to remember that. Debilitating. Yeah. I'm nothing. Like why even whatever. But but then you're like, yeah, nothing. If everything matters and nothing matters and there's actually kind of like... (laughs) Beautiful simplicity in that. Yeah. I remember in high school when I was like, didn't feel like working. I was like, well, there's millions of students around the world. It doesn't matter if I get a C. Well, that's that, th- <laughs> that's that thing too, though, of like, uh, I think about it from an actor standpoint, because that's what I'm like trying to do all the time, of uh, like, every year they're letting like 16 kids oh, yeah. into this program and 16 kids into this program. And then every year, 16 kids will graduate. 16 kids graduate. And it's just like every year there's like, 300 more people who look exactly like us or are trying to do the exact same thing. Yeah. And just like where do you fit in in all of that? 
Yeah. I, I mean, a- acting is especially kind of shocking way, uh, sort of a physical manifestation oh, of that, that yes. thing you're talking about. You know, yes. you go to a commercial audition in New York or Los Angeles, even worse. And literally, you're in a room full of, of guys or, or women that look exactly mm-hmm. like you. And, you're, and this is just one audition in one room uh, in a huge city where there's probably five or six of the same ones going on. So, that yeah, that's always a real trippy thing. Just like a uh, physical <laughs> manifestation of like yeah. all of your beers. Like, oh, yeah. I mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I weren't here, nothing about this would change yeah. at all. Yeah, that's a pretty humbling... Uh, so, now yeah. that you're like... A little bit for the time being on the outside, looking looking at actors struggling, trying to like make it happen for themselves. I, one of these questions I ask is like, what would you fix about acting or being an actor, and like, what about it sucks? And what would you, if you could, just with a magic wand, be like, I wanna, I wish it was less about this or more about this or or etc. Well, I mean, the obvious ones, like you wish there was more work and less actors. Yeah, um, of course. You know, I, I, I think the thing I struggle with a lot with, with, with the business of acting, and like, this relates more to television, but even theater, is just how fast, thing need, fast things need to happen. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not my skill as an actor. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming down to the most basic things of learning lines fast to then yeah. being able to deliver something good quickly. It's just not something that I'm particularly talented at. Uh, I think one of my favorite things in grad school and some of the best work I did was doing that checkoff project, which was three years, uh, you know. So I think that, like just things have to move so quickly that uh, it becomes not only not doing great work, but also not necessarily enjoying it because you're so, at least for me, I'm just so kind of caught up in just trying to like catch up to the moving train and make sure I say the lines right and correctly. Um, I mean, I think there's like, with the business side of it, I think that uh, and this is across many industries. I remember when I was leaving the music industry, it was like this where it was really changing where, you know, people just make m- less money now. So they have to take on more people. I think that's probably true of yeah. acting agents. They just, you know, they, they need to have more clients. And so there's just less time for each client. And I think that... Uh, I think when you imagine being, at least in my experience, when you imagine being an actor, you, you imagine sort of having consistent auditions like three or four times a week because you know the numbers are against you. But as long as you, and uh, I definitely never had that experience, mm-hmm. even coming fresh out of grad school, for legit or even commercial stuff, the stuff that I didn't even really even care about. Like there's yeah. still not a lot of volume and you start yeah. to, you know, all these things that you learn, you don't get to really use them because it's you're getting to use them so f- infrequently. And you're trying to jam it into like um, a little sheet of. I mean, I know that's a lot of thing that a lot of that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with and complain mm-hmm. about, but it's true. Uh, I think I've read some interviews with like agents from like the '80s, and, and they're shocked. Like they 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 they, they talk to all their clients every mm-hmm. single week. I remember reading an interview with uh, like I think Philip Seymour Hoffman's like first agent, and he just looks at young actors now and he's like the fact that like you never sometimes don't hear for your agent for like a month sometimes yeah. is just shocking to him but it's just a different business model now mm-hmm. uh, yeah because I remember we you called we had a phone conversation yeah. about like you were thinking about uh, I don't know what to do with my agents or my representation maybe, maybe it wasn't your agent maybe it was uh, yeah, I can't was, remember exactly what it was but it was just like <laughs> we had sort of a heart to heart of like yeah what what do you like what happened what do they do or like (laughs) how like what is what what it was it was very refreshing in that like i feel like it's one of those things too of people don't really talk to each other about that shit of like how many pilot auditions did you actually right i know it's like what are the numbers here so i get a sense of because am i what end of the spectrum am i on? yeah right and you know some people go on lots and and but i think for the most part a lot of people and i guess that's also like an actor's qualm like everybody wants to be going on more auditions but when you look at the numbers i think it's reasonable to say like if you're only going on audition you know twice a month that that's not a great um you know uh success uh platform for success of the numbers I, I one thing i think one thing i also noticed with starting the business is the amount of energy and the way i advocate for it sure. every day yeah is so full on that yeah. i think about that with regards to an agent advocating for me in the same way and they just don't have the same amount of time or frankly the same amount of investment because mm-hmm. it's my business i'm doing it for myself yeah. so uh, i've also really f- 
understood the struggle of that now being in the position of being like the person that has to make the calls and stuff like it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a everyday battle to 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 make yourself relevant to get in people's oh, sure. yeah you know minds and uh yeah. and if you do it, it, it you can get some results but you've got to be consistent with it and it's i understand it's hard to ask someone that's got 50 other people that are also worrying about to do that for you every single day oh sure and you know with with selling your brand <laughs> and your products like it's it's so much easier because it is something you believe in and is so like close to the vest for you but in terms of when you're acting or in the past when you've been doing that and like let's say something you a don't connect with b don't believe in c it's just bad like how how do you do that i'm not the best at that um, yeah it seems like you yeah. really need to a when you're talking about the the needing to take time with something really getting it ingrained in yourself but then b also um just needing to really believe in it to yeah. want to do it. I'm wondering how do you can you fake that? How do you? Yeah, I remember I had a, a, a conversation with my old commercial agent who had seen the Winter's Tale. He's like, you know, can we just have a conversation. Like I saw you in the play. You're you're so good. You're attractive. Why aren't you booking like more stuff and commercials? Well, first of all, it's because they only sent me on like seven auditions in the year, which I pointed out to them. But also, and I took this point to them, I think sometimes, you know, maybe I had the, uh, the you know, the, the feeling of going to some of those rooms and like, oh, shit, i got to do this fucking sure. thing. And, yeah. and, you know, that energy comes off. Oh, and yeah. so having more of a like, hey, how are you? How you doing? Great. I'm so, I'm so, not, I mean, not over the top, but a little sure. more of that, which isn't necessarily my natural temperament. No, yeah. So, um I guess in answer to your question, I think I'm not so good at that. Uh, and I think in legit auditions, that can be kind of good because you come in and you're sort of... You're supposed to like be the thing. Yeah, you're whatever, you're in the zone. But for some of the commercial stuff, they want to see you just be a little more sprightly and happy and like, oh, yeah. And so I did that a few times and it was fine. You know, you can, you can, you can just put that on. Fake it till you make um, it. But yeah, I've definitely had auditions where I just thought it was... The material sucked, and I and I I guess I maybe sabotaged myself in the room mm-hmm. because I just didn't really care, and that's probably not the best thing. But I don't know, you know. Sometimes, you know, you're frustrated. You're frustrated that you haven't gone on more stuff, and you oh, get yeah. something, you get this shitty little thing, and you just you kind of want to. You I mean, it's almost like self out. You want to fuck it up just so they'll tell you. That. I don't know. That's again, this is the my crazy little mind, but I'm sure other people can relate to that. Oh you know? yeah, no, totally. Or just being like, I'm just gonna go in there, and and then, and then you've also heard stories when you go in there and you just kind of let it fly, and like, oh my god, that was That's incredible. Right. That's never really happened to, to <laughs> me, but I'm waiting for the moment. <laughs> no, but that's this whole like that's this podcast in a nutshell. You. You hear so much like conflicting advice, not not in a bad way, but just like some things that work for some people do not work for other people at all. Yeah, we're like uh, some people will tell me, yeah, just go and be like fuck you, and you know it's like uh, the don't care attitude is attractive to people. They yeah. like that you're not you're you're effortless in this thing, and it's not a big Absolutely. deal to you and because it's not a big deal it makes us want you more yeah and it's it's a subconscious thing i definitely felt that also growing up and growing up with acting idols i think a lot of at least as a white male you know a lot of people i looked up to as actors were people were men that you wouldn't <laughs> that necessarily describe as such pleasant human beings you know there are people that are pretty fucked up yeah that that you know but that gave really raw extraordinary performances but that weren't the nicest uh and I think I felt for a little bit, and I understand how young actors get into this, that you had to sort of take on that same persona a little bit, that mm-hmm. sort of mysteriousness and stuff, right, to yeah. kind of have the same effect in your acting or have people be interested in you, which, in my experience, didn't work. But also it led to being sort of not a very happy human being because I think it's so much easier. And I'm, I've learned that. I've actually really learned that now in the past kind of three years getting out of grad school. It's just... It's so much easier to be really friendly. Yeah. Um, it really and it's great. Like, I, I, I love being friendly now. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's... So, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Because, you know, I, I, you got a picture of James Dean up there. I mean, you know, My James Dean... Okay. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, the Brandos, the Jeans, the Sean Penns, these... I mean, these are not guys that are necessarily the, you know... Uh, 
You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do, and I feel like also when you see something work or you see something be successful, I think that sometimes negatively affects everybody who's watching it, and they're like, "Oh, that's good," or "Oh, that's." I'm gonna try and emulate that. Yeah. Right. And it's also just like then you just have a bunch of people trying to do that same thing. Um, which might, it might not even be good, but also it like affects the people they're working with in a negative way. Totally. And that's where like what you're saying of like just being nice and doing a good job. Just being authentic. I mean, uh, that's really what it's about. I think that becomes easier the older you get because you just, I guess you become more comfortable with yourself and you just care less about what other people think. And you just, you're just tired of the story or the act that you've put on. Um, you just kind of release to it. But, I don't know, there is still this thing about, I, I, I still will say that a lot of the actors that I really am gravitate towards are, you know, there's something very raw about it mm-hmm. that I don't, that I, I don't know how, how well they can go from being like a jovial, perfectly stable human being to then doing this kind of very, yeah. kind of raw, extraordinary work. Like something has to happen to get uh, you to that point. Yeah. And that's... I was I, I go to the dog run because I have a dog, of course. And one of my friends there, uh, he's a great actor. Uh, he's been on Broadway and done a bunch of TV. He went to UCSD. He's he's older than us, and he now teaches. And he's an extraordinary teacher. He actually helped me with my monologues for NYU. He's amazing. But he was saying something that was really poignant. He said that, you know, there's a certain level of narcissism isn't the right word, but there's a certain level of like. Well, narcissism and self-investigation that has mm-hmm. to continually go on as an actor. That's not necessarily conducive to being happy all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, you know? That's such an interesting point, too, of, like, not even necessarily investigating the character that you're playing, but just, like, investigating what it reveals, reveals about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. There's something fascinating about that, and I yeah. think that's something I love about actors is how how they know themselves and people so well and there's so much empathy and there's a soul and there's a depth that you know the average person doesn't necessarily have because they haven't had to explore those things but on the flip side i also think there's a you can get lost in that sort of self reflection introspect introspection and a bit of the narcissism that you just need i mean you need that to to get up every day and walk into these rooms with material you got the, the night before and be like i'm gonna go in there and crush it with you know 500 guys look exactly like you in the waiting room i mean it's a very uh kind of strange and unique skill which is something i really still really admire and trying to figure out but i thought that was just a really interesting point and i really took it to heart because he's someone who teaches as well and who sure. really deals with actors and is very sensitive to it and i thought it was just really well put yeah it really hits the nail on the head um I, so we don't have a ton of time left but the the main thing i kind of wanted to just highlight on what you said of like you really feel like now you've found your authentic self do you feel like that that you you sort of know know who you are and that the authenticity is not something you have to fake or put on anymore is that something that um no i mean i think, think i'm still discovering it and hope sure. to discover it but yeah i think it's a combination of getting a little older but also to be honest what we just said like doing something that I'm just really busy and focused every day, so I don't have time to mull over this kind of stuff. That I mean, that's another thing that I think is tough about sometimes when you're, you know, kind of sitting around and just pacing. You have a lot of time to kind of to get lost in your mind. Um, but no, I'm, I'm I, 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 I think part of one of the th- things I felt when I started this is I wanted to feel more used up at the end of every day. Yeah, I, I felt that. like man, like I have a lot to give and. I want to be able to give it, and I'm tired of not being able to give it and relying on other people to give it. And that was a lot of real impetus for for starting this this brand. Yeah. Uh, and you bring in the elements of st- still wanting to serve and help people. Uh, obviously, you know, you want to make it a successful business, and you want to be able to make a living. But that's not the heart of it. Is not is not that for me. The heart of it is really. Uh, bringing a great product that really helps people and also bringing awareness, reducing the stigma of cannabis and and just being able to be helpful and to serve. Uh, and this is an avenue in which I can do that every day. And so that brings 
enormous satisfaction, sense of self, authenticity, and it makes it makes it easier to be friendly every day because <laughs> yeah. you just feel I feel better. Yeah, you know, I just feel yeah. better. Damn. All right. Well, um, I think I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up there. That was like a great little little thing to end on. I just want to say thank you for, for Oh, my God. Thanks for having me on. For doing this, man. I, we didn't even get to talk about any of the episodes and like who you liked or disliked or whatever and what they had to say. But we'll, uh, we'll do that when we're not recording. So, he, um, yeah, tell me what he really thinks. Uh, so just say thank you again for doing this. Um, I don't know who my next guest is going to be. I'm kind of... Uh, running around with my chicken, or with what? Running around like a chicken with my head cut off in that arena, but I'll, uh, I'll be sure to let you guys know once I line up the next couple guests. Thank you again for tuning in and for all your great responses so far. I really appreciate it. Uh, this has been Cure for the Common Actor, and we'll, uh, see you next week.